Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. We are going to be covering a lot today. So we are going to kind of just look at his history, where he lies in the whole uh, with God life. And the reason that we are studying him today is because we are going to be looking at him on Sunday. Yeah, and he's a super fascinating character that I think is largely overlooked in Scripture if you're looking at the the big big patriarchs, big characters, and, and things like that. And granted, he is not one of those, but he does have a very influential, influential story. And you look at his life, he's very tied with Abraham um, and things like that. He's Abraham's nephew, um, and he just consistently over the course of his life. So he left the land of Ur with Abraham, had similar convictions of Abraham, but yet their their like two camps became too big so they couldn't live in the same spot. Right. So then they had to separate. And Lot says, Oh, that land looks really good. So I'm gonna take that one, even though it was close to Sodom. Which, which is a city that uh, was not healthy. No, it was not healthy at all. It was e- had evil um, just ingrained in it. So then Abraham takes the other land. And then what we see um, is his life, and as he continues to, to live in these spaces and live near Sodom, we see that he is m- continually making choices that would bring him and his family closer and closer to sin, like physically closer and yeah. closer to sin, like bringing them further and further into these spaces. And then this brings upon the consequences of of that. Like he started with Abraham and then decided to sort of veer off and find his own place. But through this story, we see the mercy of God who still preserves Lot. Like you literally see, he's in this spot. He's like, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to leave Sodom. I don't want to leave. Like I'm staying here. And God literally like pretty much rips him out. Like angels rip him out of this place and say no. So like Lot continually is making these choices that would bring him further from God. Mm -hmm. Yet God in his divine mercy, divine grace in his, he just grabbed and he's like, no, I'm, I am going to use you. I'm going to work through you, which is super fascinating. But like most people, when they hear the story of Lot, like the first thing that comes to mind is that his wife was turned into a pillar of salt. Like that's what we know about him. Uh, It is really cool to look at because you see these two men, Abraham and Lot. And as you read throughout Genesis, you find Abraham doing A and Lot doing B. And A usually seems to be the right choice. And B usually seems to be the wrong choice. Mm. And it's just kind of a, you know, they're cousins uh, or nep- uh, it's his nephew, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, but it's like brother A does, eats his peas and vegetables and brother B does not. <laughs> and you see the consequences, right? It's like that kind of um, parallel story of uh, A works out and B not so much. Uh, kind of a choose the right decision. Don't put yourself in sticky situations. Yeah. Go do the right thing. And that's kind of what the story of Lot yeah. is a, is about. I feel like they just added him in to the Bible randomly. Yeah. To be like, hey, don't do, like, don't put yourself in dumb situations. Yeah. Okay. Because the Lord's going to have to bail you yeah. out here. 
So as we've gone through uh, Adam and Noah, Abraham, we've looked at maybe their Facebook profile. Yeah. What here can we find in Lot's Facebook profile? Man, as we mentioned, like he's Abraham's nephew. He left with Abraham, having similar convictions, having similar things. And then we see also that his livestock and resources were so big him and Abraham's that they had to separate. So he chose Sodom, which was a rich and lush land. Um, and then he, he continues to live and that gets, brings him closer and closer to evil. I think it's super fascinating too, that you're talking about like one brother making a good choice, one brother making a bad choice, right? We see Abraham actually having to come and save Lot. Like Lot is taken captive and Abraham like grabs his men, grabs their swords and says, we're going to go. And he brings him out and saves, saves Lot. So we see Abraham, even in the midst of Lot taking the, the more lush land and choosing the one that would be better for him and bringing his family closer to Sodom, he still is loving and caring for, for Lot. Um, and we see how Lot is deceived by Sodom. Um, but we also see, which is super interesting in Second Peter 2, 7 through 8, it says that Lot was considered righteous, but began allowing evil into his family's lives. Like he was a man considered righteous, which brings us back to the similar convictions that he had with Abraham. Yet he, he brought his family closer and closer to evil. And we see that most prominently in two different scenarios. And these two scenarios blow my mind. And as I was studying this, I had forgotten about these two things. But at the time, God sent two angels to Lot to sort of tell him, hey, get out of Sodom. Like, this place is evil. We're going to bring you out of here. Um, And because of the evil. And then the men in the city of Sodom came to the door, came to Lot's door, and were knocking. We're like, hey, we want to to have homosexual relations with the two angels in your your house. Mm -hmm. Like, this was was their desire. This is what they're having. So instead of a bunch of different options – Lot then goes, no, here's my daughters. Yep. Like. Weird. I don't know. That just blows my mind. Weird. Like the their dad just being like, I I don't know. I was reading that. And as I was studying this, I was like, are you serious? And yet it shows how deep God's grace and mercy is. Because while that is, is I would consider evil and sin a a result of evil and sin right that god's grace and mercy was still for him so he literally had to be dragged out of sodom um and not even everybody believed in in what was going on like lots lots son-in-laws and and things like that didn't actually necessarily believe in what lot was saying or what the holy um or what god was was saying in and through these angels and things so like I think I'm remembering correctly, not all of them left Mm -hmm. and they were stuck in Sodom. And then we see that as they're leaving Sodom, Lot's wife was like really attached. So she turned back and looked at Sodom and we see the pillar of salt. And it's not that I always kind of thought that uh, she turned around and looked and because she looked, that's why she was turned into a pillar of salt. But uh, the Bible interprets it 
as she kind of looked back and then reminisced mm. and she is looking and mm. very specifically at places like oh that's where you know my kids would go play and mm. uh, you know big fireball boom and all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff right and she, so now all of a sudden she's she's longing and missing for places that she used to go like oh that's where we would go and hang out and all that kind of stuff um, and that's why she got turned to a pillow yeah. not because she turned around and just like took just, a quick glance like oh I want to see death and murder yeah, but yeah, because yeah. she was reminiscing about a place that she really shouldn't have been yeah, I mean, she was reminiscing about probably some of the evil that was actually going on exactly. there, um, and and things like that. So then we see Lot. He he goes to live on uh, in this place called Zor. So becoming uncomfortable there, he moves, um, and then we find probably probably the most disturbing part of the story, if not the second most. It's tied. It's one of the two. I don't know. Understand? This is just so weird. It's so weird, man. So there, his daughters, probably the ones he offered up to to these 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 men at the front of his door his daughters were like we want to continue the family line we want this line to continue so we're gonna get lot their dad super super drunk they slept with them both became pregnant and had children that went on to father the moabites and ammonites so dad and grandpa are the same how do you reconcile that i have no idea how do you, i don't understand it doesn't make sense to me no this story makes me uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> Incredibly uncomfortable on two levels. Like yep. both stories make me uncomfortable. This one may be a different level. But we also, this is the crazy thing to me. We also see, even in a story like this, even in the craziness that is going on here, we see God's goodness and grace because the Moabites and the Ammonites were two nations, were two countries, were two peoples that God then um, he, he doesn't wipe out mm-hmm. like as Israel's going through, as Israel is taking land, as Israel's, he like tells them to leave the Moabites and Ammonites are alone. Right. So like, while this was birthed out of pun intended sin and evil and, and, and all of these different things, it is still, God still has a plan and his purpose and is sovereign and is good and is gracious. Um, so while, however disturbing it is, God is still there Mm -hmm. and God is still good. And God is still um, working in and through. So the man of lot, like he, he has good convictions. He was called righteous yet through his actions, through his decisions, he just continually brought his family closer and closer and closer to sin, which then brought sin and evil more and more into their lives. And I think there's probably a a good lesson in there. Oh, it's fantastic. The more, the more we toy with sin, we say, Oh, where is, where is sin? Let's get, see how close I can get to it. The further and further we get drawn into it. Right. You hear all the time, like, NFL teams, or I guess just athletes in general, yeah, they're always hear these stories about them getting in trouble, mm-hmm. and it's never at twelve o'clock at lunchtime on a Saturday, right? Yeah. It is three o'clock in the morning on a Friday because they've been out partying and clubbing, and that's when the DUI happens. That's when a fight breaks out, whatever it is, and you just think like, don't put yourself in those situations yeah. like there's going to be evil and sin right around those corners mm-hmm. and if you put yourself there it will find you and i think we like to think oh i can i can go there and i i won't be one of those people yeah. i won't be a statistic i won't be a story and that is just not how sin works yeah and we think of uh, if if you think of um if you didn't listen to this past week's sermon uh jake scott he he delivered this powerful message about the story of abraham and what it showed 
what he showed and one of his main points was that God is faithful. See, when we say we are going to toy with sin, we're going to get as close to sin as we can. We are trusting in our own abilities to resist the temptations of the devil. Genesis 3 is a perfect example of why we can't do that. Yep. That is a perfect example. Like, we can't. So while we are unfaithful, God is faithful. So we rely in God's faithfulness. We rely on the spirit he has given us to steer clear of those scenarios. And we see Lot here. He was almost, I can almost see him thinking like, all right, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not like Sodom yet. Right. I'm not as evil as Sodom yet. Yet, as he continues to go in his life, and you just see more and more how this sin and this evil perpetrated into his life. So it's a amazing call on our own lives to say, hey, take, like, take sin seriously. Let's not toy with it. It's not something you, you play around with and say, how close can I get this? Or how can I do this? It's no saying, how can we get rid of this? Yeah. Stay as far away from sin as possible because when we toy with it and when we say, no, I'm good or that sin, it doesn't really affect me. That's when we get into these problems of, of getting in trouble or, or finding our, our, ourselves further from God because the more we continue to pursue things of sinful nature, we are, we are pursuing things that are not holy and we are called to be holy and, and be like God who is holy. And live in his and live in his spirit. So this story, while incredibly disturbing, yep, is rather profound in this in in the sense that it it shows a perfect example of why we don't toy with sin. Yeah, that's a great point. And I hope you guys join us on Sunday as we continue studying Lot and his with or without God life and uh, just the extra points that uh, we'll be able to make there. So Anson. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, see you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.